Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and life on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or damn right stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. You are here in the studio with us, the China Jedi Show, sitting above the beautiful Pagoda Lake um, on a beautiful sunny morning in Zhuhai, South China. The main man, Josh Summers, is with me. Hey there, how are you doing there? Yeah, well, fine and dandy. Yeah, it's been a... Another great week, and um, once again, as always, I'm looking forward to your uh, tips and wonderful prizes and giveaways, so let's get straight into it. Let's do it. Tease us, Josh, uh, a little bit, because uh, we've been getting some good feedback about these uh, these wonderful gifts. What have we got today possibly coming our way? Well, today we're going to be talking a little bit about communicating in Chinese and, and specifically traveling around when maybe you can't communicate. And so what we've got for this episode is something that's going to help you whether or not you speak Chinese really well. It's something that uh, I've found really useful traveling around. Well, that's certainly going to help me for sure with my <laughs> uh, with my broken putonghua. Hey. Um, but let's, uh, let's start with a bit of inspiration, shall we, listeners? Inspiration of the week. Here we go. <laughs> May the games begin. Where language stops or when words end, music begins. Where language stops or when words end, music begins. And there's no source for that. Apparently loads of people have said it. <laughs> okay. I like that. I, I'm a musician. Do you? Yeah, I, I can see like guitars hanging on the wall behind you. So I know you're a musician as well. And I've seen the. What am I talking about? Of course, I've seen your videos. I'm like yes, slapping myself now. I should know. The Sunyat sense. Well, you don't need. Stop slapping yourself. Um, but of course, <laughs> let's not also forget, Josh. You did a little bit of a a musical performance, didn't you? Live on Chinese TV. Uh, was oh, it? On yes. Yeah, you got your guitar out and sung one of your songs, which was wonderful. That was. You know the uh, funny thing about that. So it, I, I arrived in the studio and the, and I didn't I didn't that wasn't even my guitar. They literally had a guitar <laughs> in their hand, and they said, "We hear you sing, that you know how to sing." And I was like, uh, "Well, I mean, yeah, I guess." And like, we want you to sing for the segment. It's like, brilliant. holy cow! So I had yeah, I had all of like thirty minutes to prepare. Yeah, well, like, uh, listeners, if you want to waste your time. Uh, you can go on. Uh, you can go and listen to Josh um, on YouTube. But that, what was the channel, Josh? It was called. What was the news channel for that? Uh, what was that? That was CCTV four five. Yeah. Yeah, it was before uh, they made that change over to what is it? GCTV or something. Now that oh, they're there at. we go. 
Yeah. Well, it's a it's a good it's, it's a good interview. That's all the same. Um, yeah, okay. and the the song the song's nice too. I, you know, I gotta be gotta be good here. <laughs> uh, and of course, Sunyat sends. Uh, if you ever want to listen to our rubbish, listeners, um, Sunyat sends. S U N Y A T S E N S. Look at that plug coming in there. Dot uh, com's the website. Right, Josh. Hang on a minute. You've said okay. You've talked about your giveaways. I'm, I'm, I'm getting lost here and thinking about you singing guitar in front of that Chinese TV channel. Um, <laughs> yeah, so where language stops or when words end, music begins. Uh, it seems to think sometimes there's a flow of something going between human beings when we just shut our mouths. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that that plays a part in it. I also that I think that speaks to the power of music. Like that's yeah. why when you go to a symphony. Um, there, there are certain emotions that a symphony can bring out that, you know, somebody standing at a, you know, in a pulpit or even somebody just standing, you know, in front of me in a crowd, it would just be hard to mimic that because music has this ability to communicate far more in a short amount of time than, than words can do. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I mean, I, again, uh, don't want to get metaphysical here too much, but I, it's all about frequencies. And uh, when we listen to our favorite song, whether it's in a live show or it's on headphones, it does something to us, doesn't it? That that kind of uh, the itch up the back, the the the, the, the up the spine, it really just resonates with us like a tuning fork. So there's really something quite amazing in in music and uh, why this was picked out. I have no reason. Maybe we'll find out as we go on, because as you said, these shows are maturely and professionally put together, Mr. Summers. <laughs> hey, I, I just lean on you and all your expertise over here, Chris. So, yeah. Right. All right. Okay. Here we go. Right. Let's move on then. Uh, Dway Dway time, which I do believe I'm, uh, I'm a couple back. So uh, here we go. Let's get into this. Because this is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way. All right, Summers. Dway Dway for the day is this. 3% of the entire world's population speaks 96% of the world's languages. I'll say that again. 3% of the entire world's population speaks 96% of the world's languages. That's a bit of a twister, isn't it, really, to think about that? That is. Okay, well, sorry. Say that one more one more so, time. I I know that if I'm having to like visualize this in my head, I'm sure listeners are having to do the same as well. Quite frankly, I am too, um, and I had <laughs> something to do with this. Uh, okay, so we put uh, let's put everyone in the room. Say there's a hundred people on our world. Yes. Three percent of those people, so three out of the hundred, will speak ninety six percent of the world's languages. That really Whoa. is quite hard to understand, isn't it? So, nine, so wait, nine, you're saying that you're saying that three people out of that hundred speak like most of all hundreds of languages. Of languages. Yeah, most of all. So three people basically out of those a hundred could speak to everybody um, in that in that room in that world. Wow! If that's Which, true, yeah. Wow. I mean, what does that say? That says that says probably we have a lot of languages. Yeah. Uh, in our world and but only three percent of them can speak basically all of them i i just i mean that i want to meet that person whoever that is though i tell wouldn't you that what, be wouldn't that be amazing if you could communicate with 96 percent of the world 
I, I absolutely. And I mean, what who I'd like to really speak to now is our researchers through that screen because quite <laughs> uh, tongue twister or not, this is not a tongue twister. This is a brain morning mind meld twister, isn't it? I, I'm really trying to wonder where they're going with this. But yeah, you certainly would like to, uh, unless they've got some type of technology like a translator in their uh, in their brain or something, uh, Josh. But yeah, so 3% of the entire world's population speaks 96% of the world's language, listeners. Um, I wouldn't really know where to go with this. This is a tough one. Luckily, you've got 50% chance of getting it right. Okay, well, and, and here's where I would want clarification, Chris, from your, you know, the people behind the screen over there yeah. in your studio, is are we saying... They speak 96% of the languages that are present in the world, or they can communicate with 96% of the people in the world. Does that make sense? Like, because I feel like there are just hundreds of languages. Whereas if you're talking about 96% of the population, you know, China makes up a good portion of that English, Spanish, like, like you can knock out a good portion of the population with a, uh, with just a, a, a lesser amount of languages. I don't know that. That's uh, that's a little interesting to me. Yes, indeed. And as always, we never seem to get clarification over here. But I think I would go with the uh, with the former one that you were saying. Okay. Uh, but but what does that also mean to the ninety six percent? We've said maybe you know those three percent people know basically all those languages. But what does that say about the the ninety six percent of of people? Um, that suggests maybe they clearly don't know all the languages like myself i barely even know hardly how to speak english um you are you, you know. talking about the 97 percent? I, I was just thinking that too <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm so, glad you yeah i'm glad you finally pulled me up on that one this is this is just getting absolutely ridiculous <laughs> seriously i mean <laughs> i think you need to take another suppository or something like that you know <laughs> Right, let's move on. I think we're just going to have to flick a coin and dway or boo dway that one. Come on. Yeah. For all those China versions, just let's uh let's give us a tip. The China Virgin tip of the week. All right. Now continue on with the theme of this you know, language stuff, you know, one of the first things that I learned as I began to travel around China more and more, and this was starting back in 2006, but really it it could have gone back for decades and decades for somebody that, you know, was traveling a long time ago is that I didn't realize that there are different dialects of Chinese in China. And so there may be places that you go where you literally can't communicate. And I'm not talking about like in America, we've got different kind of, you know, uh, what would we call it? We wouldn't call it dialects. It's just like different um, accents. accents. There you go. So it's it's intelligible, but it you know it, it sounds weird. I was just up in Minnesota, and if you're from the U.S. and you go up to Minnesota, then you know exactly what I'm talking about with that accent. But you know what I'm uh, saying. That's interesting. But in China, we're talking about literally different dialects, and so that that comes in the form of like there's something called Shanghaiese. So a, a, a specific way of talking that's just for the people of Shanghai. Uh, there's uh, different dialects for the South. 
for the north, out where I'm at in Xinjiang, there's a dialect called the Xinjiang Hua or the Xinjiang dialect or the Xinjiang tongue is the way that that would be translated. And so, whereas, you know, you'll be able to get around just using the Mandarin, which is the Putonghua, the, the primary yeah. kind of central language. What you're going to find is you'll be listening to someone on the bus and you'll go, wait a second. I don't under, that doesn't even sound like Chinese. What in the world are they saying? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever come across that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even uh, in Zhuhai, uh, we're in Canton, Guangdong. The predominant language is Cantonese, which yeah. is, you know, not very similar at all uh, to Putonghua. Uh, and even more difficult, I do believe, to, to speak, especially for myself. But even then, friends, uh, Chinese people I've worked with, uh, you know, they have families, even within Guangdong, that speak another dialect as well. So, yeah, it is pretty incredible. But we all remember, we all know that China is a big place. Um, so I can see how it did come together. Exactly. One of my favorite things to do, if, if you, um, if you've got a good friend who's like, especially if you're in a big city that has a lot of migrants, you ask them about their Lao Jia, their old home <laughs> yeah. and then, or just go listen to them when they're talking on the phone with their parents. That was one of my favorite things is if you got somebody that lives out in a village and then they call their parents and you just listen in and, and it's funny, it's just like, wow, that is I know that's like kind of Mandarin, but it, it's completely different and it's, it's fun to listen to. Yeah. And I do believe though, as we move forward, uh, we should all agree as world citizens on planet earth, 2019, that English should be the, the, uh, the main language that we all speak. I think it would make things a lot easier. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think there are people already climbing through their, uh, their phones or radios or whatever they're listening to right now. Yeah. What's that? To write us a positive review, is it, Mr. Simons? Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Well, that, that's good stuff. So um, what is the actual tip of the week there? Sorry, I'm feeling a little bit dizzy uh, this month. What, what is your tip for the Virgin of the Speak? Learn to speak so, loads of languages. The virgin tip of the week here is that don't be surprised as you're traveling around if you can't always communicate using the Chinese language. Mm -hmm. So in other words, learn Chinese if you can, but don't be surprised if there's certain places where that doesn't necessarily help you because they have a specific dialect that they're used to using. Yeah, and I, I tell you, there's certain parts of England I've been to, I won't say, where uh, you can't even use the language of English to uh, communicate, probably, um, as I'm sure there is in America. Right, moving swiftly on. Um, oh, hang on, my researchers are saying that... Oh, I can't say that, no. No, oh, he'll be fine. I, I, I get the point. They're saying that your accent, you know, is not like the Queen's English. It's a little bit slur <laughs> slurry. I'm, I'm, that's pretty cool, the way they've said slurry. Whereas mine, obviously being... British and close to the crown, apparently, not that I have any want to be that, um, I have to say, uh, is a lot more um, professional, I'm being told. There you go. Professional. Oh, I see. I see. Yes. Yes. Well, well okay. I don't know. Can, can your, can your, you know, can they see this, what I'm doing right now with my finger? I'm not sure if they can. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Well, also, you know, these hand symbols and things, gesticulations can also mean different things, can't they? In, they in different absolutely countries. can. That's yeah. a podcast for another time. Right. Uh, let's get into uh, Ting Badong topic time. Yeah. Roll it. Ting Badong, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you'll be listening to the wrong song. Ting Badong. And now we are traveling around China as we have been. You can't always communicate, but 
I get this question often, especially from people that are traveling out uh, for the first time and maybe they're only going to be in China once, right? So like dedicating a year to learning the language, it seems like overkill and maybe it is. So the question I get and one we're going to talk about today is, is it possible to travel or is it possible to even live in China without speaking Chinese? And I've got some thoughts on this myself, but maybe we'll start, Chris. I want to throw this to you. Um, I mean, how, when you were first in China, when you first moved out there, how much language could you speak and how easy or hard was it for you to live in that environment? Something just comes straight from, from my head, I have to say it. When I was living in Liverpool, great city, Liverpool, and by the way, congratulations uh, to all Liverpool supporters, people in Liverpool for winning the European Champions League in, you would say, soccer. Uh, in football a few weeks ago. Uh, yes, my team finally did it for the sixth time. Uh, of course, I went to Liverpool University and I have a, 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 a great link with that city. It's a marvellous place. Have you been before, Josh, by the way, to Liverpool? I don't believe that I have. I've been to England, but there's a, there's a lot of national pride like emanating from you today. I, I don't know what's going yeah. on here. It's, uh, it's something in the air. Sorry, I sidewinded, I sidewinded over there. But anyway, when I was in Liverpool, I lived in a house in, in one of the, the terrace streets. And um, uh, opposite me was a family of, I think they were from India or Bangladesh. And I remember it was a small terrace house. Uh, about 16 of them would come out and, and leave and come and, and go in all together. And I was like, how, how on earth did they all fit in the house? But, you know, and they had these beautiful, lovely, colorful clothes as they do uh, in that part of the world. And um, I spoke to them a few times, but none of them um, spoke English. And uh, the years went by as I lived in Liverpool and, and still none of them spoke English. And uh, I would say to you uh, that you can certainly live in a country without knowing the language. It just depends exactly what you want to get out of your experience of being in that country. Um, because language, of course, is just one form of many uh, as we alluded to earlier where you can communicate and interact with your environment um so i would say and i've met lots of people that speak no chinese uh who are foreigners here josh but they have families yeah. and children i often wonder sometimes because my wife isn't chinese and that's my excuse for not being brilliant at chinese like yourself <laughs> but i certainly know enough to get by um and i'm probably too hard on myself as a lot of listeners out there are uh, but we keep plodding away and you know ibu ibu lai step by step we we learn more and more um but i always do wonder with the, those with chinese wives and if you're listening now and you don't know any chinese you know i think you're missing out hugely on the rich culture of china especially now josh when i'm learning the writing I'm starting to learn a lot more as well. I mean, there's that great quote, isn't there? The more I live in China, the more I, do, the more I don't know. Uh, you know, you come to China yeah. for like a year and you think you can write books and books about this place. But the longer you <laughs> live here, the more and more kind of, oh, Tingbadon will booming by, I don't understand anything. So it really yeah. just shows the richness of this culture. Have I answered your question a little bit here? Or <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I think you, you, you hit on a really important point there. And it's something that I tell people as well, which is, I mean, it, the, the answer is, can you travel? Can you live in China without speaking Chinese? Absolutely. Of course, mm. you can live pretty much anywhere and not and not learn that 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 country's language, that country's culture. But I think that doing so not only endears you into the population and it allows yes. you to get, you know, in connection with your community, but it, it allows you to get a better and deeper understanding of that community. And I think that's important if you're going to be a world citizen and if you are going to make the effort to go over on the other side of the world anywhere, why not learn that language? Uh, Josh, another thing is humans are 
creatures of habit. And going on my experience, I think when you change your environment, move to another country, the best thing I would say looking back in my mistakes is get straight into that language, immerse yourself straight away, because the longer you don't, the longer you push back and say, okay, I'm finding it difficult getting used to other things, let alone the language, you kind of switch off and you become habitually kind of, how shall I say, normalized to not knowing or needing the language because you just find friends or Chinese, you're Chinese or foreign that can help you out. And there's always a way, ways around things, isn't there? We're very resourceful as human beings um, yep. to, to, to do that. So I would say, oh, this is a little tip here, another tip. <laughs> That if you do move to China, really get yourself in the language, get some classes, uh, some Chinese friends, go to the Chinese corners, English corners and network and, and start speaking the lingo, however small it may be at first. Exactly. I completely agree. If you are an expat, if you are living in China, then you need to be either taking classes or having a, um, what do you call it, a tutor coming to your house and, and giving you private lessons. So so for a moment then, let, let's transition a, uh, slightly to say, okay, so let's say you're you're listening to this and um, your, your time in China is going to be a lot shorter or you're just going to be a traveler. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, taking classes or getting a tutor really isn't practical. And what you're about to hear, if you're an expat, could end up being a crutch. So I don't necessarily they want you to take these okay. as uh, as something you should all be doing, but I do want to I want to point out a couple different options that you have, um, and and some of them are really obvious, and some of them are using new technology that I think is really cool. So I'll start with the first one, which is you know there's tons, and there have been for many many years Mandarin phrase books, like these phrase yeah. books that come really thick phrase books, but small. Uh, I know there's one that Lonely Planet does. And then, you know, there's ones that are, you know, really thin and there's even phrase books that you can download for your iPad or your Kindle or whatever else you use to read books. Mm-hmm. So those can be good. Um, they're, if you don't know how to pronounce Chinese, yeah, that's a problem. it can be a problem. So if you're just reading it off, it, it does make it hard. So one of the other things that I recommend is there are what I call flash language courses. Um, and, and I did this before I came to China the first time and Chris, I really enjoyed it. It was one of these things where it was just an audio course mm-hmm. and it was something, it was like 30 minute lessons. And so instead of confusing myself by, by trying to learn pinyin or trying to, you know, learn how to read Chinese goodness, if you're a traveler, that's just, you're biting off more than you can chew. Yeah. This is something where it's teaching you by, by just listening. Right. And you can do that through podcasts. Uh, I used one called the Pimpsler system. Yeah. And that was really good. I really like that. Rosetta Stone is another one. I'm not a huge fan of Rosetta Stone just because it it doesn't really give you practical things to use Mm -hmm. immediately. Uh, But Pimpsler was great just because it it gave me practical. I I landed in China and I could say things like, hello, I could say, what's your name? And I could sound intelligible, like people could understand what I was saying, um, which may not have been the case if I had been using uh, a phrase book. Another one, if you're a traveler, is to just use a tour company. Um, This isn't necessarily my favorite, and it's really only one for those that have uh, a little bit of a higher budget. But, you Mm -hmm. know, if you're traveling with a tour agency, it usually comes with a translator or at least somebody that can speak, you know, a local that can speak English pretty well. And so they can they can bring you around. But here's the one that I think is the most interesting. It's one I've kind of used a little bit more this past year just to test it out, not because I've needed it necessarily, but we all have our smartphones nowadays and there are so many things we can do with those smartphones. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that people have done is that they have developed apps that translate Chinese 
or any language for that matter on the fly. Yeah. Right. So it, it takes, and you literally speak into it. And then in, in a matter of just a few seconds, it spits out the Chinese like audibly. And then the Chinese person can talk the same back and it will translate and, and share with you the English. So you can literally have a conversation talking in the phone, almost as if you've got your own UN translator, you know, that's kind of sitting there behind the glass door. You know what I'm talking about? Well, uh, let's take me on the ground. So if there's something complicated that I can't say, um, then I will use my app on my phone. But I don't speak into it, Josh. I'll, I'll, you can speak into it, but I've never really tried it because in the past I've just had the whole idea that they don't really work very well. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, if you're telling me that now the technology is, is getting there, normally I just type it out because it's not something long I have to say. Then, um, then it works and I show them that on the screen and they understand and I can kind of yeah. get what they what they mean when they speak to me but yeah if you're completely void of chinese um this may be the way so can we go more into this do you have any like uh, recommendations on this yeah. type of technology i do and and here's the key and this is why this technology works now when it didn't let's say even three or four years ago okay. is because if you had to have it all on your phone there's just too much processing. There's too much memory that would have to be right. taken up on your phone in order to do that. So nowadays, if you can have access to a, the network and the internet, basically, and so you're using a lot of really smart technology that that is learning as it goes and getting better as it goes. Google Translate five years ago was terrible. Mm -hmm. Google Translate now is is amazing. I mean, yeah, unbelievably yeah. amazing. So right now, you if you're listening to this right now, you just imagine for a moment, I'm pulling out my phone. Oh, look um, at this. Oh yeah. It's, it's a, uh, this is a brand new, no, actually it's like 10 years old iPhone six. I'm way behind on my, on my iPhone versions. Dude, I'm on but an just... iPhone five. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm getting to well, the point where I better. can't download, where I can't download apps, but you know, I, I, I'm all about three G. I've been wanting to go back to one G, but no one seems to allow me. So you've just got to be pushed forward. Like we are through space. Um, but Hey, we don't mess around on this podcast, do we Josh? So out comes his phone an iPhone six and yeah, take it away. Look at this experiment. Oh yeah. So it's a really simple setup. Now let's just use what, what was one of the things that you would say, that you would want to have translated. Let's just think of a, a phrase right here that we would okay. want to translate. Okay, um, do you have toilet paper? Oh, that's an easy one. Okay, so we're gonna say, do you have toilet paper? So I'm literally just putting my thumb on the screen and I'm gonna say it and then I'm, hopefully you'll be able to hear it in the, in the microphone, so. Do you have toilet paper? So that, yeah, that's an exact translation. Yes. Yes. So it's asking, do you have toilet paper? And so, I mean, that took what, a, a second for it to translate? Uh, okay, okay, one more, one more. Okay, okay here's one more. Can you do, um, do you sell pink salmon shirts? <laughs> I think, I wonder if it's going to get confused with the same, yeah. but let's try it. Here we go, okay. Do you sell pink salmon shirts? <laughs> so it did a literal translation. Yeah, it said, yeah. do you sell pink salmon shirts? So, but yeah, I mean, it did it and it's, and it's exactly right. And it even has like, you can't see this if you're listening yeah. right now, but I'm showing it to Chris. It, it has the translation in Chinese characters so that if you wanted to, um, you know, you could show the person if they didn't hear it correctly. And the great thing is, is without doing any sort of switching, I could then turn that around mm -hmm. and, and, and do it in Chinese and it would translate it back into English. 
So if I were to say, um, uh, let me see, 那个卫生间在哪儿? Mm-hmm. Where is the bathroom? Yeah, it's good. So you can, I mean, you can hear, and so you can literally have a conversation back and forth. And this is an app called I Translate Converse. I have no affiliation with this app whatsoever, okay. but, but it's one that, I mean, it's one of a number of different options that you can use, but this is the one that's, it actually won awards for its design because it is so simple. And if you're trying to travel around China and you have absolutely no ability to speak Chinese, as long as you have a network connection, uh, which I think we talked about in, in last episode or two episodes ago about SIM cards and connecting to the internet, as long as you have uh, a network connection, then these things work. They're, they're a wonderful crutch, I should say. Uh, and yeah. I want to use the word crutch just so the expats don't start thinking, oh, well, hey, now I don't have to learn Chinese. I can just use that phone. Yeah, well, some people listen, they might be thinking that you store it in your crutch. So you have to be a bit more specific there, Mr. Summers. Now, 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 listen, I, I'm glad you brought that up because the fact that you do need to be on a network, uh, you know, it's not it's not kind of on its own segregated system where you can access it all time. So you have to be on wireless or you have to be on on network. Yeah. Um, so if Absolutely. you're if you're on the mountains of, uh, I, I don't know, somewhere in um, uh, in, uh, in in the far west of China, and uh, you need to say something pretty, you know, in an emergency, that could be a problem. But then if it is an emergency, I mean, pretty obvious what's wrong with you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, and to that point, I will say, because I've traveled to some pretty remote places and um, unlike the United States, which obviously is where I'm from, where, where network coverage can be mm-hmm. just abysmal once you get outside of major cities, China and a lot of countries that have, have been able to kind of start their infrastructure later than, the, than other countries, the coverage is unbelievable. I've been in the middle of what feels like stinking nowhere, and I've had network connection. So it's it's not out of reason that you could be hiking in the mountains and still be able to use the you know translator app because you've got network connection. Yeah, your body can just be completely submerged in all these frequencies. How wonderful for our health. Um, okay, uh, but if we can communicate to people, that's got to be a healthy thing. So wonderful. Now, Josh, um, we've done the phrase book. Then I think they're coming out of the out of the they're being chucked away, aren't these phrase books? Like you said, you can get them out, but it, it's just so they're not dynamic. They're not interactive the way forward we've got to go digital now haven't we it just seems to be the way yeah i mean Um, there are some of those i'll just add this real quick there are some of these books that come with either audio you know that you can download or a companion app um and i would if you're gonna go the route of a mandarin phrase book i would say definitely look for something that has has the audio or it has some sort of app that will allow you like you're saying to have that interaction because otherwise you're just not going to learn anything reading it or trying to pronounce something from a, you know, literal, the way they would write it in order to get you to say it correctly. Yeah, I agree. And uh, on the, you mentioned Pimza, which is a great audio uh, Chinese lessons that you can download a, a lot for free, actually, I have to say, was I allowed to say that? Um, and then the other <laughs> thing is uh, China Pod. Chinese Pod is a great one, too. They started yep. up many years ago. A lot of uh, free downloadable pods, especially for the newbies there. So check that out. China Pod, I think ChinaPod.com or Chinese Pod. Chinese Pod, yeah. Mm. Now, the other one, Josh, I translate. Uh, what is it? I translate Converse. Yeah, there are a couple because I translate. Okay. I think they've got a couple of them, but Converse is the one that allows okay. you to do spoken translation. The one that you use, is that a free app? I'm kind of thinking probably not if it's so good, yeah? 
No, but you can download it yeah. and try it free for seven days. Yeah, okay. Okay. And then they've either have monthly plans or annual plans. All right, wonderful. There's a there's a lot of good stuff in that. There's certainly I didn't know about that I translate converse. But as you said, with all this technology coming out, be careful that you end up, you know, not this technology ends up making you not try to actually learn a language. Yep. Um, and for all those out there in China now listening who aren't motivated to learn Chinese because it's just so easy wherever you are um, or really aren't interested in the language, just remember that learning a new language is very good for your brain cells, which are constantly regenerating. And, and I actually use that as a motivation for my learning the writing, the Hansa, because I can start to, it's like a memory game. Like we talked exactly. about that in a in a previous episode. Okay, uh, before we move on to our next section, um, we've been asked to uh, ask you, Josh, uh, you've gone rather dark today. You, you got rid of the colours and you're in with a rather boring Johnny Cash type black. Yeah? You're not feeling sensitive, are you? I, you know, you, honestly, especially when, when you're making fun of me on such a you know big stage like this, you know, well, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to sit on my couch for a moment as I explain my, my thoughts on all of this, because it's been, it's been emotionally jarring for me. It's been emotionally jarring. Okay. Well, look, yeah, we're only messing around here. It's just good old British humor. Uh, let's learn a bit of Chinese. Jingle, jangle, jongwen. Oh, we chat, waiting, we chat, waiting, we chat, waiting, me. We chat, waiting, we chat, waiting, come to my party. Jingle, jangle, jongwen. All right. We're going to, there's a simple question that we have here that we're going to start with, which is mm-hmm. simply, do you speak Chinese? And I'll say it real quick, but this isn't this phrase that we're going to be learning. Okay. And and so if you hear somebody say to you, Ni hui shuo zhongwen ma? Ni hui shuo zhongwen ma? They're just asking you, do you speak Chinese? And so instead of necessarily learning that phrase, I want to talk about different ways that it can be answered. And so yeah. that way... People know whether or not they can start going blah, 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 really fast or whether they should just not even try. Okay. This is, uh, Josh, uh, uh, something that you do get asked a hell of a lot. Uh, you are definitely going to get this question if you're in China for a little bit longer than a few days, I think, and you do go out into the environment. Ni hui shuo zhongwen ma. I know, can we just break that down? Because ni is you, obviously, and hui mm-hmm. is uh, the ability. Do you have the uh, ability? Shuo is uh, to speak, and then zhongwen is Chinese, and the ma is the yes or no um, at the end. So, yeah, right. do, you, do you have ability to speak Chinese? And um, I guess if you don't answer anything, then you've answered it, haven't you? <laughs> Exactly. And and really that question can be asked in a lot of different ways, but what you're going to be what you want to keep your ear out for is just that Jongwen ma, Jongwen yes. ma and and you'll hear that so they they could say it in a different ways, you know, like I trying to I'm drawing a blank on how I would do it in English. But there are just different ways you just want to listen for that ma at the end which indicates that they're asking a question and then Jongwen or Putonghua. I've never had somebody ask me about Putonghua. That's no, like really right. really formal. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's like saying, do you speak British English? It's like, no, 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 I just speak English. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, I get, I get asked that a lot actually, because, uh, you know, (laughs) like we alluded to earlier. Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, the Queen's English. I can see why you don't get asked it. (laughs) Oh, right. 
Okay, well, um, let's move on a bit. Is it this cowboy hat that I'm wearing, maybe? I don't know, something like that. <laughs> it's not covering up much, I can tell you, listeners. Right, um, now, Josh, uh, how would you answer such a thing? Uh, um, obviously, you would answer it very uh, affirmatively, wouldn't you? Well, actually, I wouldn't. And, oh. and I'll explain why in just oh, a second. It's clever. part of Chinese culture. So let's start off, actually, first by saying if you don't speak Chinese, um, how you would answer that. And then we'll move our way up and I'll explain why I would never say that I am fluent in Chinese or I would never say that I am awesome at Chinese. So we'll start for those of you who just can't speak. We're just going to make it a simple. That's if you're kind of angry or haven't had any breakfast. Yep. And that simply means it's a, the literal translation is no can speak. And while that sounds very cavemanish to us in English, that's a proper way to respond in Chinese. Just bu hui shuo. Thing is, Josh, if you do say bu hui shuo, they're going to say, oh, your Chinese <laughs> is very good. And then you're going to get yourself into a right fix. Yeah, that's true. So maybe <laughs> instead of saying bu hui shuo, you should say like bu hui shuo. <laughs> And then, ah, and then ah. they'll just be like, ah, yes, I understand. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Or a simple shrug of the shoulders or a look down to the ground. But yeah, interaction is key here, isn't it? That's why we're here. Exactly. Okay. And so now we're actually going to, the, the funny thing is, is you'd think that there would be steps from here, that there's like, I can't speak. I kind of speak. I'm pretty yeah. good. And then I'm really good, but there, there's not, right? It's just, I can't speak or I'm okay is, is the answer. And that yeah, it yeah. gives you a little insight into the Chinese, um, into the Chinese culture, because Chris, if, have you ever asked somebody in China, you know, can you speak English? What is the answer that they're always going to tell you? They're going to say, no, English is terrible. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're going to very humbly say, oh, I, my, 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 my English is not so good. Or in, even if they in say, a perfect really, accent. In yeah, a perfect, I know, I know. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's just part of the culture is to not, not to gush over what, what, what you really want. The interaction you want in Chinese is you want to say, Oh, do you speak Chinese? The person responds, Oh, I'm just okay. And then the response back is, Oh no, you sound so good. And then everybody is, is gains face and everybody feels good about the interaction. And that's the way that they want to do it. So how can you say, I'm just okay. Um, we're going to go over two of them that are most common that I've heard. So if somebody asks you, mm-hmm. you can respond, nali, nali. Nali, nali. Nali, nali. Nali, nali. And, you know, the, the, basically the translation for that is, yeah, so-so. And like, if you were, if you could see me right now, as I say that I'm, I'm kind of moving my hand back and forth to kind of give that so-so type of hand motion. Uh, Cause that's the way it feels. Nali Nali is like, yes, I, I can speak a little bit. Now uh, let me come in on this a bit. So this Nali Nali, um, the, 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 the two third tones, um, on the Nali's, uh, this actually does mean literally where, doesn't it? Where, where? Yeah. Um, yeah. And. And I've heard, you know, from, from my Chinese, if, if someone says something, you know, like, oh, you, you speak really good Chinese or, or they say something really, you know, good, that, that's just very complimentary. You, you can just say, nali, nali, like literally where, as in literally like, no, I don't. 
kind of very yeah. humbly dismissing yourself. Am I right there with that? I, I think that's that's what I've learned from this this phrase too. And it's quite an endearing uh, two words to use actually in Chinese. It's kind of nice. They take it quite charmingly when you say nali nali. Absolutely. It's a great way to kind of deflect a compliment, any type yes. of compliment you get, whether it's about your language, whether it's about, oh, that dress is beautiful. I just picked it up. You know, I did. It's the first thing I saw in my closet. Whereas, you know, the reality is you, why am I talking like I pick out dresses? What is my problem? <laughs> anyway, it's like as if you, uh, you know, yeah. You know, you actually spent two hours picking it out, but your response is going to be nali nali. Yeah, you know, it was just nothing. I didn't. It, don't worry about it. So that's one it's way a, you can. Yeah, do it. it's a great one. Actually, I've got to say that is a good one to put in your wardrobe of Chinese treasure phrases. It's a good one in your wardrobe. I like that. <laughs> OK, so then another way of saying that um, would be to say that hai kui. Mm. Hai kui. Hai kui. Hai kui. And that just means a little, you know, it's, I'm okay. Not I'm, bad. I'm, yeah, exactly. I, I, I can kind of, so that yeah, high yeah. is just like, um, yeah, it's slight and kui is can. So it's, it's really just giving this impression that, yeah, I can, but you know, not, not really. Yeah, what's the sorry? What what what's the high on that mean? It, it, you know, that's a good question. It, I think it might come from like, does it come from high like as in still maybe or not yet, not yet, still can that kind of like in between? It's not that I definitely can't. If it's not that I can, it's just kind of in between high. Yeah, I think it's kind of this also, I mean, the, the translations are literally also or still or yet. Yeah, still. Yeah, that's it. Yet. I think. Yeah. 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 So it 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 doesn't make literal translated sense, but it, you know, and if you say it to somebody that's asking you about your Chinese, they'll they'll get it immediately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, inter yeah, interesting stuff there, and and I like I think the point to take home also is yes, it's a it is a very humble culture, and um, if they do say something complimentary, spewing out nali nali, putting your hands up like where you know it's going to get you a smile, and that, Mister Summers. Is all you need a smile, and then you're in. <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, well there you go. You really are the ultra professional. Anything else you want to say on that, Josh? Anything and, more? No, I think I'm good. I think that um, you know it it opens up. That's probably one of the first questions you might receive, and it opens up a uh, a time of just really getting to connect with somebody, and they'll they'll get a sense of is this person going to be fun to talk to, or are they going to be you know no good to talk to? Okay, so ni hui shuo zhong wen ma, and your answer would be nali nali. Wonderful. Oh, let's <laughs> let's move on. Dwey but dwey. Cause this is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way. Right, Summers. I've got some bullets to fire at you. I've been told as we've been going along in this episode that 3% of the entire world's population apparently speaks 96% of the world's languages. I say 96 because it doesn't have to be apparently 97 <laughs> because we're not adding up to 100 here. 
Think Why about not? it. 3% of the entire world's population apparently speaks 96% of the world's population of the world's languages so again i'm still quite confused about this as i'm sure maybe oh, i hope some of the listeners are um uh, wh- where are you going with this in terms of thinking it's true or false because i am absolutely i have no idea how to answer that i am using the the language of the queen i believe i'm gobsmacked <laughs> is that correct can i say that <laughs> Oh, dear. I don't know if you'd say that in this particular oh, context, Mr. Oh, Summers. But anyway, you can have Sorry. your moments. Uh, <laughs> right. So what do you think? In 3%, entire world population speaks 96% of the world's languages. I, I think that, to me, just suggests that whenever you meet people, you're going to have difficulty communicating, perhaps, yeah. in a language of, of, of choice. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, is I want to meet that 3%. And and as much as this well, really confuses true. me, yeah, if it's true. So as much as this confuses me, I want that 3% to exist just because I think that would be really cool. So as much as I think that um, my, my common sense says that's ridiculous, there's no way that a person could know 96% of the languages in the world. Uh, I still think that I'm going to go with just because I want that 3% to exist. I, I do. I know that's ridiculous, but I want that 3% to exist. And then if you're listening and you are that 3%, I want you to call me and talk to me because I want to meet you. Oh, I, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, I almost, <laughs> you know, when you said, I want to meet you, I almost feel like we should edit that and have that constantly going, meet you, meet you. Okay, Josh. Wonderful. Man, you, you can take the nice things in life, let's say a pink salmon shirt or <laughs> a, a genuine desire to meet people and turn it into the ugliest things. You know that, Chris? Two things. If a translator that you pay for cannot translate, possi- po- um, cannot change. Oh, dear. Take this out. <laughs> cannot do possibly the right translation. Can I? Do you sell a pink top? Then I completely and actually lost my thought. It's all, all gone. No, it's just, you know what? I'm opening this envelope. I've, I've just, I, I, I just, I know what's going to happen here. Let's see. Right. 3% of the entire world's population speaks 96% of the world's languages. Dway, but Dway. Josh says Dway. The answer is Dway. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Let, let, let me read this blurb I've got here. According to the statistics, Summers, there are more than 6,000 languages registered by the United Nations. And the languages that 96% of the world's people use make up 4% of the world's total languages. That's to say, 3% of the world's population speak 96% of the world's languages. The languages that 96% of the world's people use only make up 4% of the world's total languages. Okay. Okay. I think that makes a little more sense, and I'm feeling stupid now. But, I mean, maybe... Yeah, maybe there's listeners here who are like, like have been yelling at us, you know, through their microphones this whole time. But I think think that makes sense. Do you want to, like, try to clear that up again? Well, in addition... uh, Let me just finish what I've been... What the blurb is. Half of the languages are spoken by less than 10,000 people. And a fourth of the languages are spoken by less than a thousand people. In China, there are five language families with over 130 different languages. But currently, 19 languages show signs of being endangered and lacking vitality. 
bit like you, while 73 kinds are trending towards becoming or are endangered, and eight languages have totally lost social function. I'm losing social function during this. Yes, you are. I can't speak properly. I can't understand anything that they're saying, the researchers, and possibly mostly what you're saying. Can you shine any light on that, like we tried to do with China Jedi? (laughs) Well, here's what I get out of this, and I do find this interesting, is that out of all of the world's languages, there's only a small fraction that are spoken by most of the people in the world. Right. So there are a vast majority of languages. This is what I'm getting from this. There's a vast majority of languages that are only spoken by small tribes that you'll find in, let's say, Indonesia or, you know, Western Australia or some, you know, by indigenous peoples. Whereas the majority of the world's population speak um, just these select, you know, a a fewer number of these languages. Does am I, you think I'm like throwing the dart at the right place or am I hitting the wrong Yeah, I think, I think for once you are, um, (laughs) I think, (laughs) I think you have. And thank you actually, Josh. No, no, thanks for where thanks is meant. I don't know what's going on today. Uh, You've definitely hit it on it. Right, move on. I've had enough of this. Uh, Let's get into the giveaway. I hope it's something good. Cause it was breaking news. From the red guest house. Absolutely. Okay, so for today's giveaway, we are going to actually be working with a one year subscription for that iTranslate Converse um, okay, app that I was sharing with you. Right. Okay. And, and you know, that, that cost, that's not a cheap thing. That's like what, 40 bucks for a year subscription. So it's, it's a legit, uh, I think that there's yeah. a lot of value to be had out of that. And, and it's something that I've used and I know many people have used and have really enjoyed it. Oh, that sounds brilliant. That, that's uh, okay. Now I get where we were going with that earlier. So listeners, you've, you've heard it work and it worked pretty well. If you do want a pink salmon shirt in China, then clearly that might not work for that. But who, <laughs> who, who's going to need that? Hey, um, so if you do want to get involved in this great giveaway, one year subscription to the iTranslate Converse app. Um, to speak Chinese very easily with the use of technology when you come to China or if you're in China. Very easy. Go to the homepage, chinajedi.com. Go to one of our social media places, one of the places where our podcasts get uh, downloaded to. And write us a review, please. Yep, a nice positive review. Uh, Send us a screenshot. Email us, info at chinajedi.com, and you will be put into a summer giveaway, which we will be announcing the winners to in August time, I do believe. Yes, thumbs up there. Absolutely. And it's not just the iTranslate. We've also been dealing with uh, packing cubes and the book that I wrote about traveling to China, uh, you know, uh, six months of Scritter. There's a lot of great stuff. So I hope you'll jump on that opportunity. Help us out, help people that are listening to podcasts in the future, and also help yourself by maybe winning some of these prizes. Yeah, really, really great stuff, uh, uh, Josh. Really, really great. That's that really works well, and we're getting a lot of good responses. So that's that's brilliant. Right. Okay. Let's end this. I need to go and wash my mouth out with um, some soap or something because uh, I don't know. Maybe have a glass of water and uh, freshen myself up because that Dwayne Dwayne is really. Uh, well, I'm five two down. So, okay. Well, I'll speak to you next week, Mr. Summers. All right. <laughs> all right. I'll talk with you then, yeah. Chris. <laughs> Because if you said that to me, I'd have to say, I shrug my shoulders. (laughs) And then say, boo hooey schwa. (laughs) (laughs) This is China Jedi, people. Careful, the queen might be listening.
you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you.